0: Welcome to a new episode of Comodicy Comics. We're your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Welcome back, girls. It's good to be back. We're back in Burbank, guys. That's why we're so
1: crisp. (laughs) (laughs) I forget just how good we sound on these until we're here, and then we're just all like, oh, yeah. yeah." I
2: mean, I super enjoy being back in the old studio when we do the Las Platicas episodes, but yes, I think that... um, when we're here and we're yeah the sound is very
0: yeah very awesome and they have a great table and the chairs are comfy and (laughs) it's just it's just good stuff no sweat running down the backs of my (laughs) legs it gets pretty hot in there doesn't it yeah
1: just a little bit
0: (laughs) so what have you girls been up to we haven't done a little catch-up since we've been doing las pláticas we just go right into it Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true uh, yeah. let's see there's
2: been a Los Angeles Comic Con that happened oh, and yeah. I attended that I was on some panels this is Kristen mm-hmm. um, I was on a panel what was I on we were all on the a comic panel book stories? Oh. Yeah. I mean the comic shop uh, uh, stories from the comic shop yeah. Yeah. Yes, like which was hosted young, by Grand Greek Gatherings mm-hmm. and then um, I was on one with you both which was I think Think Latinas in F- fandom, them? Yes. Geekdom. yes, yes, geekdom, yeah. mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then I was on another one, "Si se puede," which was Henry Barajas. Yes. yes. Oh um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, was that on a Saturday? I don't,
2: know. I don't remember. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it was
2: really crowded this year. It was super, super crowded, yeah. and I mostly sat at my husband's table in Artist Alley. I didn't spend any money except for on food, which even then was $50. And um, I tried to just like have blinders on when I would walk up and down the aisles. But yes, it was so crowded that... I walked from Eddie's table to the restroom and no lie it took me like 15 minutes to <laughs> go like 50 feet Wow um, just mm. shuffling your feet trying yeah. to get around people people mm-hmm. stopping to look at the awesome you know art or displays that mm-hmm. were wasn't on artists uh, tables and stuff and it was just packed 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 mm-hmm. so um, I mean good for the convention that people uh, really seem to like that show I, I always look forward to it and October every year.
0: Oh yeah. It's a good show. There was so much family cosplay I thought that was amazing. Oh yeah. That I, I was there for the cosplay basically. I mean uh there was this one family who did um uh, Dragon Ball, and that was super. Oh, I cute. think I saw them around. Yeah. yeah, they were amazing.
2: And thankfully, this year it did not fall on Halloween weekend. Right. Because oh, yeah. you may or may not know, listeners, but my anniversary is actually on Halloween. It's October thirty first. So, for many years, uh, the most recent past. That's what we've been doing for our anniversary is actually being at the (laughs) convention. So this year, uh, we... This year, I mean, one of the reasons why is that it's um, Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving. Halloween falls on a Thursday. So that's kind of boo right there because all the cool things are happening tonight or on the 26th. Right. right. So that... um, That was something that uh, I was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? So I did take the day off and we had plans to go downtown to the million dollar theater and watch it. Oh, wow. And there was going to be, like, cool stuff going on, and, uh, like, apparently it's supposed to be a haunted theater downtown on Broadway. And we paid and bought the tickets, and um, we just randomly got an email the other day that said, oh, you know what? Um, All of our Million Dollar Theater employees um, want to enjoy Halloween, too, so we're going (laughs) to cancel.
1: I mean, that's cool of them. Uh, but also (laughs) I mean it
2: was less than a week away from the event that we got the email so we scrambled and we found at the Ace Hotel which is down the street on the other end of Broadway (laughs) we are going to watch a showing of Psycho with a live um, orchestra Orchestra. oh
0: my
1: god that's awesome that's gonna be so cool I'm so excited for you and the Ace
2: theater is really really nice too it's one of the old historical theaters downtown Los Angeles and if you ever have an opportunity, opportunity to go into any of these every year they have an event called night on broadway and um, they actually open up all the historic theaters down there and you can they give tours and um, there's actually a historic theater society of downtown los angeles and they sponsor this event and it is just so amazing to go in there and they have pictures of like when broadway was like in the what the '30s prime. and
0: '40s and its right. prime with all the old Hollywood—it's just a really neat experience. So yeah, I mean that's super awesome that they would open up the theaters to the public and show them the great architecture. I'm sure. Yes. It's really, really amazing. So,
2: if you ever get the opportunity to go to any old theater, no matter where you live, um, it's uh, there's a lot of history uh, mm-hmm. in these theaters and just the the surgeons of uh, of Hollywood and uh, when movies were from. Uh, silent to talky to color so it's just really cool to hear all those stories
1: i yeah. don't think i've ever been to like i've been to the orpheum many of times mm-hmm. uh, and i love the orpheum it's great and like the the inside of it is like looks great and there was recently a show i went to That was by MacArthur Park that was an old theater as well. Mm. That they still had like the old wooden slash plush benches on it. And it was like, and they had restored it a bit and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But it was like really cool. But I don't think I've ever been to the Ace.
2: Yeah. There's one theater downtown. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but Urban Outfitters bought it. And they left the marquee out front. Oh my God. And I just, every time I walk by, my heart breaks a little. I
1: I hate that Urban Outfitters. So much, because I remember that theater and uh, like what it used to be and stuff like that. And it's just every time I see that Urban Outfitters, I'm just filled with rage. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> I totally get it. I mean, I love, I mean, sometimes it's bad. Like just driving up here, that mm-hmm. the Pasadena over, not the Pasadena, well, off, on the five, uh, those bridges, they have these little kind of like... um I wouldn't say designs, but it's part of the architecture. Yes, mm-hmm. And it's just so stunning. Um, just those little, just that little bit, it looks a little bit art deco kind yes, of. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever you go into an old building, be sure to look up because there's a lot of like yes, little details. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Even yeah. when
2: you're just walking down Broadway, looking mm-hmm. up at the uh-huh. architectural mm-hmm. details of the buildings that are, are downtown is just, y- you miss a lot of it when yeah. you're just walking and, you know, looking at your phone probably most likely.
1: Right. <laughs> and I love the architecture of downtown. Like oh, all yeah. of it is like the old art deco style and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The like buildings that still have like the old clocks on them. Some of them still work. Some of them don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, it's, uh,
0: it, it's really cool. Even, I, d- even the floor sometimes the, yes, the, the tiles. old tiles yep. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I love
2: that. Um, There's a street downtown where there are, um, uh, it's not tiles, but you walk down the street and they're like some big thick pieces of glass that are set in the sidewalk that you can actually kind of see through.
1: Mm. And you can tell that they're old and it just looks so like cool. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. The entrance to 7th Street uh, Metro Center is like, oh, it's like checkered uh-huh. and uh-huh. stuff like that. And then like the that building itself is like so old. Yeah. As yeah. well. That it's just like it's like really like primetime like old downtown Yeah, LA. And
2: not too far from Broadway, if you've never been, is um, Blasito Olvera, Olvera mm, Street, yeah, which is one of Street. the very first, um, what do you say, like little places that were um, settled in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and um, has a lot of Latinx history and culture Mm -hmm. there and there's like museum that you can go in and look at. Mm -hmm. So definitely a lot
1: of stuff to look
0: at and learn from. And the oldest house in Los Angeles is Mm -hmm. on Olvera Street. Ooh. Nice. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I actually saw 50 days of 500 days of summer and he was an architect and so there's a lot of reference to Mm. buildings in in the movie. Oh, cool. So if you are not from LA and you want to just check out some of the stuff we're talking about. I recommend that movie. What, about, what mm-hmm. about you, Jen? What's up with you? What's been going on?
1: Well, uh, I've been keeping up with the writing and the poetry stuff. Uh, Excellent that's, a, that's been a lot of fun. Um, I am trying to save money to make a trip to New York. Ooh. Oh, nice. to, visit, to visit friends and stuff like that that's awesome uh and that's just like to a visit vacation <laughs> <laughs> i wish god i wish and then you guys just saw my entire makeup routine today in the
2: morning. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> we had a step-by-step walkthrough, which just uh, is honestly astonishing to me. <laughs> the, to th- Everything that she, it's like witchcraft to me because I've yeah. never been able to do it. So um, I give props to
1: all the men and women who go through a makeup routine every day and come mm-hmm. out looking stunning. And this is the fact that I'm not doing contouring yet. I have like my contouring stuff, but I just like, that's, that's a whole nother step that uh that i'm still haven't taken yet because i'm afraid i'm gonna make myself look like a freaking clown Um, she has (laughs) to
0: allow time for it too that's probably another 10 minutes in your routine
1: actually yes Uh, the more i get used to it the faster i can do it that Mm -hmm. was actually as we were doing it right now i think in total it took me about 40 minutes to Mm -hmm. do that it used to take me almost two hours yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Uh huh. But I've just I've gotten so used to it now <laughs> that I can I can do it pretty quickly. Nice. Um um besides that, not
0: much really. That's about it. It's been very chill with me right now. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm excited because I'm gonna be attending Nerdtino in uh in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's, yeah. right. Oh, that's, that's right. Coming up, that's coming up Saturday, November the second. It's an event that takes place from 11 o'clock to 6 p.m. And there's a theme going on that's Day of the Dead. So oh, I, hope, nice. I nice. hope to do my makeup. This but outfit that sure. you have on today
2: with the earrings and everything, all you need to do is add the face and you're set. Actually, this
0: was the dress I was going to use for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, because it has a little ruffles. Yeah, thing, I like uh-huh. that. Um, so I'm very uh, excited about that. My cousin texted me today. She's like, oh, we're going to take you out on Friday. So I'm like, all right. I'm already excited. <laughs> nice. So um, in Beer Thug Life and Beerthug Wife, uh, recommended some breweries in Philadelphia. So hopefully- <gasps> oh, they did? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, nice. Um, I'm going to take some uh, postage stuff. So hopefully I be- I'll be able to mail some beer to us. Ooh. But um, I can't promise. because Is that a know. thing? I don't even know. Are you able to mail beer? Mm. Uh, sort of. You, okay. I mean, you, you can
1: mail food items and stuff like that. You can mail cakes. Yes. No, it's I know just, that.
2: But yeah. alcohol is a different thing and you're crossing uh, state lines. Mm. Oh. But I don't know. I bring it. I, I, I. When you bring it on the airplane, that's not a thing. But there's something about like the federal USPS thing. I don't know. I, because some places, like when I go online to like buy beer, I think they have to have certain licensing or something. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, I'm just i'm asking because i i just am wondering because I know there's certain things you can mail and you can't well mm-hmm. I'm probably
0: then gonna have to put it in the care not the carry-on the one that goes in the belly of the plane so yes but yeah, it, yeah. Actual I'll, I'll, luggage yeah actual oh, yeah luggage. i have
2: i have packed multiple beers when i visited <laughs> other states and <laughs> oh, brought yeah. it back that way yeah mm-hmm. well I'll, I'll' I'll certainly try for sure so and what I did specifically is bring an extra bag <laughs> and I put all my clothes and put that as a carry-on so i could make room for beer that's
0: exactly <laughs> what i do that's oh totally exactly what i do that's um, so funny i also uh just came back from a disney cruise with my nephew yes uh, we went for three days so cute it was, was it just you two yes it was oh. just us and um,
2: was it like a farewell to innocence
0: it totally was i you, know you hit the nail on the head yeah. because i was like come on let's go see frozen he's like okay Aww. I'm Like come on, let's go to Tiana's. And then he got he got um, seasick, so oh, he, no. he was putting his head down. And I go, you want to go lie down? So he missed the whole Tiana singing and Aww. stuff, and the big crocodile. And I was I was excited, yeah. you know. And yeah. I'm old, and I'm like, let's go to Pirates Nine. He's like, oh, we could have seen this from their stateroom. Like he wasn't really into Aww, it. Yeah, um, he's going through that phase. Yeah, yeah. and um, he did it definitely for me, and we had been planning it for over six months. Uh, so he kind of knew, but at the same time, like a lot has changed with him. Yeah, in the, that time because mm-hmm. he's growing up so fast, and so yes, it was definitely a farewell. And I think he was thinking, like, my aunt sees me as a kid still. Yeah. Oh. So, so, but that then, makes a lot of sense. But then. Um, then when we were coming back and we were waiting to get our our luggage called, uh, which we were Tinkerbell,
2: Bell,
0: <laughs> um, I handed him the the Hat Boys book. Oh yes, oh, yeah. uh huh. And um, man, did his face completely change? Like as soon as he started reading it, he's like, he looked at me and he looked at the book and his eyes went wide. Uh-huh. He's like, the N words in here, and I'm like, uh-huh. yes, this uh-huh. is a. I'm like and i'm like just keep reading it he goes, what if somebody sees what i'm reading and i'm like nobody cares what you're reading just <laughs> read it <laughs> so he kept reading it he didn't put it down until he was done and when he was done he was like that was actually a really good book that's and awesome he that said, is cool i uh it seems like it's Compton and i go it's Watts honey it's like north from here yeah. he, goes, like, yeah. he doesn't know where watts is you yeah. know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like right here right i know and um he's like yeah it was like Compton and um you know they were cursing and and stuff like that and i said uh, he goes, I, it was really good. And I go, why would you think that I would give you a bad book? <laughs> so, and he go. And I go, did you like the art? And so then I told him about Pepper and how he r- wrote it and how he drew it and everything. And he was like, oh, that guy is so talented. And I go, and there's an audio book online you can listen to. He goes, really? And I go, yeah, he composed the music. So he's like really excited. That's great. And um, But I think at that moment when he was looking at me while he was reading it, he's like, in a, in a sense, it was like, I know you, I want you to be a kid, but I know you're not, and right. I'm handing you this book. And yeah. it
1: actually the gave juxtaposition me, is very nice. Actually. Yeah, it gave me
0: cool end points. Yes, <laughs> I was gonna say. I think in his mind, he was like, "Oh, she still is cool." Yeah, like <laughs> like she actually sees me. She yes, knows. Yeah. And then he goes, and he goes, "Yeah, the um," and I go, "Honey, I know you have the end card," and mm-hmm. he goes. You know about the end card, and oh I go. Oh my god! I go. I have the end card too, but I don't use it. And he's like, "Who gave it to you?" And I'm like, "You know, my ex roommate." And he goes, "Who gave it?" He goes, "His son." No. Like, so uh, so yeah. Wait, what's the end card for those people who don't know? Um. I'm sure everybody knows about it, there's this
1: whole debate uh, online the where it's it, that it's not a thing and stuff like that. Um, uh, but it is basically saying the n word mm-hmm. uh, that you're that you're allowed mm-hmm. you're allowed to say it and mm-hmm. stuff like, like that. Like
0: we we're given permission by someone yeah. mm-hmm. who is African American mm-hmm. to use it. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, so it's just like and it's like kids and stuff like that. They themselves will learn uh, in time that it's not appropriate right. as we yeah. all do. Um, um. But like it's 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 kids uh-huh. so this is this 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 is their thing um uh, so it's just kind of and we ourselves live in the hood it's just it's a word that's thrown around yes. oh, yeah, absolutely. all the time yeah mm-hmm. by everybody mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, um uh but it's yeah that's what the end card is
0: yeah see i don't use it um but mm-hmm. i'm told it's okay but i'm like no nah, i'd rather not yeah just, it's not me i mm-hmm. can't even say it right <laughs> so, so I'd rather not say it and then mm-hmm. be taken out of context because my pronunciation of, of stuff sometimes really sucks uh-huh. mm-hmm. so I don't want it to be taken out of context and it's just I just I feel say. so
2: horrible even thinking about saying it like mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I don't know that the concept of an end card is just, I feel like it's something dated mm-hmm.
1: that yeah. is not
2: yes. relevant or valid anymore
1: uh huh. Not only kind that, it's just it's uh, the way I've always seen it is like it's not mine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's not mine. Yeah. And I like I, I shouldn't be saying yeah. it. And that's mm-hmm. a sentiment that I've always had. Yeah. Uh, it's just like it's just one of the there's like certain words that are just not mine. Mm-hmm. Even like certain like words like Mexican words and stuff like that that I don't mm-hmm. use and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that one in specific is just so culturally and uh, and significant that it's just like uh, it's not it's not mine in any way shape or form yeah
0: yeah well just the fact that he knew that I knew what that was and Mm -hmm. you know just uh (laughs) and I'm like and people use it still Uh and he was like he just was like kind of taken aback like oh Mm -hmm. she's in the know I guess yeah absolutely mm -hmm. and I felt that he was seen as Mm -hmm. that I that I see him yeah that Mm -hmm. uh so that was kind of interesting uh, we took the train down, and so talking about architecture, mm-hmm. uh, we went into Union Station to take the train, and it was just an amazing building. Yeah. They, ha- they hold events there, too. Uh, I oh, saw yeah, that all day. the time. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was such a great time, and it, I definitely should have taken that trip, like, maybe two years earlier. <laughs> I, I missed the mark, but I'm, I'm glad we did it because... Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was like saying goodbye to him yeah, a young mm-hmm. kid and stuff. I forced him to eat tacos, which he loved. <laughs> <laughs> I forced him to go on courses, which he loved. Like, everything is like, I yeah. have to talk him into it Yeah, now. And then once yeah. he does it, he's like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. yeah. They're so reticent ret-
1: ret- at first. <laughs> that it's just, it's funny. Because my little brother's 16 and stuff like that. But he's still like, I was just like, While you're still underage, I'm taking you to go see animated movies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not at the confidence level level of me just barging into animated movies and going like, yeah, I want to see this. Mm -hmm. You're coming with me. (laughs) (laughs) Use as an
0: excuse. (laughs) Yes. I still got a couple years left. Yeah. He has a baby face. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. But yeah, definitely if you have kids, time goes by. I felt like I did a lot with him while he was growing up. But yeah. There's so much you can do, so much more. And now he's like doing his own thing, which Mm -hmm. is kind of sad, but it has to happen. It does.
2: But you're always there and he knows that you're there and Mm -hmm. that's the important part. And he might not um, come to you as much as he used to, but just the fact that he knows that you're there for him. I think so many young kids don't have that person and you're, you're doing that for him and that's Mm -hmm. a big deal. Yeah, Yeah,
0: Well, we were walking to the ship, I'm like, oh, no, we forgot to take shots of tequila. He's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like, you know, 21 isn't the legal age here to drink. He's all like, no. (laughs) Like, like, I was just testing you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, and now it's time for Chisme de la Semana. And I... Have the cheese man. All, All right. right.
1: This is something that uh, I first noticed on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was just like, "Wait, what's going on?" Uh, and then uh, I read further into it, and apparently, TMZ has reported that according to court documents, Jeremy Jeremy Renner's ex wife alleged that he threatened to kill her. I.
2: I oh. read that. See, I yeah. saw something online that like, said that Marvel was looking at replacing Jeremy <gasps> Renner. And I'm like, what happened? But oh. I didn't have time to
1: read the article. Yep. And I was like, what's going on? Dang. Yep. And that is that is why that rumor has started. Because Marvel is... It's just rumors. They're saying yeah. that yeah. Uh, they're looking for it's options to replace him. <laughs> it's just uh-huh. oh. Uh about that. Um and for the Hawkeye series right right well. oh uh, that's one of the
0: ones I'm looking forward to I the know, most I yeah. know I was just oh my gosh
1: and the 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 person is uh, Sony Pacheco uh Renner's ex uh, stated in ex-wife court documents, ex-girlfriend his ex-wife okay uh stated in documents that one night while intoxicated on cocaine and <gasps> alcohol uh, that Renner took a gun and threatened to kill oh, Sony and himself. Yeah. What wow. The, hell? the documents also reportedly detail an account from a nanny who overheard Renner saying that it was better that Ava had no parents than to have Sony as a mother. Oh, my Ooh, goodness. Wow. That's. Yeah. How oh. long ago was this? Uh, it's. Uh, oh, God. So when was this reported? This was on the 23rd that the rumor started. Uh-huh. But the court documents are older.
2: Okay. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. these court documents had been in existence, but no one had really. Mm-hmm. Been aware of them, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, everything. I there must be so many uh, famous people out there that have these skeletons in their closets that are just waiting for the other mm-hmm. shoe to drop.
1: This is no surprise that it was TMZ who yeah, got this. Yeah, and I'm. Uh, but here's the thing: is that TMZ is the only one who has seen the documents, oh, okay. and they haven't shown them yet because I'm guessing there's like some legal right, stuff yeah. involved and stuff like that. But um, the what. The court documents in the case goes on to talk about how Renner's rumored emotional abuse as well as his struggle with substance abuse uh, that um, um, supposedly like it hasn't there's nothing like Marvel hasn't said anything. It hasn't stopped Marvel from looking at other options for their upcoming Hawkeye series. So it's just wow. rumors they could stick with Renner. Right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, if they decide to. And it's just like. Ugh. Like,
0: well, yeah, I mean, what do you do in that situation? I mean, if you already signed them on, That's I mean, tough. Can, you, can they breach contract because of this? Well, I'm sure there's some kind of clause yeah. in there, like behavioral
2: clause or like, what do you call it? Like moral or morality clause. I'm mm. sure there is. Um, so, I I mean, Marvel is Marvel. Marvel is Disney. Right? They have years oh. and years of experience of dealing with this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it would be hard for them to get out of it. But... Um, I don't want it to affect <laughs> me seeing Kate Bishop on this screen. That's right. <laughs> That's I the know. thing because
1: people aren't even sure that she he is ever going to appear in the Hawkeye series. They might just cut anything him that. Yeah. that features him yeah. and stuff like that. Or was, instead of looking for somebody else.
0: Wasn't there a, a big issue, a big kind of lawsuit if using your likeness without your permission? Like, let's say he's kind of like on the phone or talking to someone via FaceTime or whatever, like, to stream, uh, to propel the story along? I don't know, I'm just... Uh, I, I, if they used, if they somehow
2: manipulated, um, like, shots that already had been, used in other films or movies or even Mm -hmm. things that ended up on the cutting room floor, I think that that would be, like, under contract and would be fine. I don't really know the ins and outs of it. Yeah, Um, I'm sure there is a way around it or even to just, like, refer to him Mm -hmm. or just, like, you see the back of his head or a shadow or I don't know how they would do it. But but their relationship is a big part of who she is. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And uh, of the story. And um, it just is really unfortunate. I I Mm. know there was a
0: lawsuit with the guy, uh, I believe his name is Casper, In he was the dad of Marty McFly in Back to the Future, I think. Crispin Glover? Crispin Glover. Mm -hmm. He was not in the third movie, I believe. They just used an actor Mm. that looked like him, Mm. and that was a big lawsuit Uh there. But also for Fast and the Furious, they used Paul Walker's brother to Mm. uh, finish filming some of the scenes. That was
1: with his permission though. Right. Well, I mean,
0: Paul Walker passed. Well, yeah, that's why.
1: But if they had like used like, I mean now there's just like there's it's the whole like Leia thing uh, mm-hmm. when they did yeah. CGI Leia yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's but not only that I it's the fact like, holy shit! Like, right? Like how uh,
0: unstable and that's
2: mm-hmm. a, I mean, but that's Hollywood. Okay, I'm gonna kill you. First of all, those words I don't see in any. instance or situation where I would ever say those words but like with
0: a gun I mean there was like intent there yes Mm -hmm. most definitely and I mean just saying that um our daughter can is better off without us or you that's that is that is some like deep
1: emotional abuse
0: yeah I mean but I mean we see it all well we've heard we hear about it all the time like uh Mel Gibson Mm -hmm. did that with his his ex Mm -hmm. um also that guy um God he's a uh... not well, supposed to Johnny Depp and Oh Johnny Depp mm-hmm, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um the other guy from I can't remember. Um there is multiple, multiple. guys. Yes. I, I think he, uh, all, all, all I can remember from that guy is he kept calling his daughter a little pig over the phone. Oh, oh. Mel
2: Gibson. Well, we said that already. No, we said well, Mel was Gibson. That, wasn't that Mel Gibson? No, that was... A, oh, um, the dude who plays Trump now. Yes, that's, yeah, the, yeah, one. Yeah. that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He's a, uh, he's a Baldwin. Baldwin. He's yes. a Baldwin. Alec yes, Alec Baldwin. Alec
0: Baldwin. Jesus yes.
2: Yeah, but you know... Um, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, abuse is all about power and control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, when alcohol is involved, uh, it just...
0: Uh, it sets those
2: demons loose. It, it just really exacerbates the situation. And mm-hmm. um, uh, actors, I feel like, always... Um, probably feel like they're out of control in certain situations because they just have so many people telling them what to do all the time. And, and also you get Mm. this sense of inflated power because everyone's just like fawning all over you all the time. So I can see how it really would be a mind F on you and not to defend him or whatever, because I'm sure this is a long history of family stuff going on and maybe abuse of substances and stuff like that. But um, the the whole thing of um of abuse is a a long a, a, a very twisted what do you call it web of stuff and um mm-hmm. I'm glad that the wife uh, or the ex-wife um was able to to change her situation mm-hmm. and to to get out of that situation because that's tough
1: yeah that's very tough but all this to go to say I mean I don't think it's I think they should look for a different actor because he's getting kind of old too. He's yeah. To <laughs> and when, when you said
0: cocaine, I was like, that's why he has bags under his eyes. <laughs> Cause I was like in the last the the last Avengers movie I was like man he looks he did look he kind looks of, like yeah. somebody took a hammer on his face <laughs>
2: well I don't know about that but he did look worn <laughs> he did look worn I'm like I don't and think he, he is one of the lesser not lesser known but yes lesser known and lesser. Not even less, are liked. I mean, I love Hawkeye in the comics, oh, yeah. but from the the movies, it just really doesn't translate because oh, yeah. they changed the story so much. Yeah. Um, for me, anyway, I'm sure that they took it from somewhere in where it exists. But mm-hmm. um, I, I'm all about the Matt Fraction Hawkeye mm-hmm. and um, the how that leads into Kate Bishop and um, mm-hmm. her single title. Um, and I was so excited about that particular show coming to Disney streaming. I know.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. you've said it on, uh, on other episodes that you're really excited about this. Yeah. And it's just too bad. Man. I know. People be messing up my, <laughs> <laughs> my
2: TV
1: shows. Yep. But that's that's the gossip. And it's like big gossip. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it time for La Hora de la Cervecita, Kristen? It can be. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
2: Kristen, Kristen, ¿qué hora es? Es la hora de la cervecita. <laughs> and I don't know when you all out there in uh, listener land are listening, but we happen to be right in the middle of October. So, of course, we are going to try today an October-fest, first, <laughs> October? Fest Brew, and it's always my favorite time of the year because so many different breweries have so many different beers that they brew during October and mm-hmm. put under their Oktoberfest um, title. And today we are trying something from Ennegrin Brewing. Ennegrin Brewing, there we go. And they are a California brewery from Moor Park. Where's Moore Park? I have no idea. That sounds familiar, but I have no idea where it's at. We'll it have to look. Sounds like I think it's somewhere next in to Central Anaheim. California. Oh? I think okay. so. I don't, I don't know. So, uh, at Ennegrin Brewing, they focus on lagers. So, I have just been saying, you can even ask my husband, I've just been saying that I think, I'm not over IPAs because I really like IPAs, but I need to take a break. Like, my, my tummy is like, they sit so heavy in my tummy, and I one beer and that's like okay I'm done but like my mind wants to keep drinking but my belly is so bloated it's like no no more so so (laughs) lagers and pilsners are my um, answer to this so I've been buying more at the um, at the torrent seller and I've been really finding some that are really, really good that I really enjoy that are um, refreshing and don't really weigh me down. So I'm really excited today to be trying this. Um, so they are, uh, they focus on lager style beers from traditional German style lagers to hoppy West Coast style Pilsners to big Baltic porters and
0: doppelbox. So, um, Okay, that is around Simi Valley and Thousand Oaks. Oh, so the complete opposite way of Anaheim. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where this is. Look, we're Californian.
1: We don't know geography. I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ennegrin Brewing was founded in 2010, and it's an independently owned craft brewery from Park. Oh, it says right here, Ventura County. <laughs> 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 um, and then um, they produce five beers year-round. Um, it's They they produce one called The Lightest One, La Gertha, sconer tag one called valkyrie i know i saw that awesome i was like i gotta try that one one. called nighthawk Nighthawk. um so there's two comic uh related beers (laughs) um we also have are we they also have several rotational seasonal brews which of course this oktoberfest is one of them so um it says they say something is uniquely intrinsic about um Brewing beer that brings people together to celebrate life, feats of strength, and the honor earned from a hard day's work. So they tell you take hold of your glass and raise it high. Here's to you, here's to the day, and here's to the glory and the power of beer. So this particular Oktoberfest, I really
0: like this uh the can. It's the very design. German oh style. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it a lot. They yeah. even tell you what type of um glassware to use. Oh really? Yeah, oh, cool. I, I did believe you it's... choose the correct glassware. No, I did not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> take it back. (laughs) Um,
2: So, Ennegrin Oktoberfest, which we're drinking today, is a traditional Bavarian Marzen-style lager. It's brewed with imported German Munich, Vienna, and Pilsner malts, and the malts give their Oktoberfest a beautiful orange color. It is very, um, it's very, um, I wouldn't say orange, it's like... um,
0: Honestly, it's like when I drink a lot of coffee and I pee. (laughs) 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 That's the color. I, I, I want to use the
2: word brunette, uh, but I don't... I, I mean, that's for Maybe. hair. But it, um, it says orange. It's I think it's bronze. more of like a caramel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, a bronze. Like, yeah, bronze. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful orange color and full bond, full-bodied, malty, sweet flavor with hints of honey, Ooh. nuts, and caramel. So this particular Oktoberfest beer is only available September through October. So yep. we're getting the last... Um, part of it and for food pairings it says giant pretzels which is exactly what I thought of when I read that it was traditional Bavarian Mars and lager I was like I need a pretzel <laughs> so anyway it is a 5.5 ABV and it comes in this really awesome uh, German styled um, can 16 uh, foot ounce or one pint and um, I think we're ready to
0: try it yeah, most definitely. Um, the Stein is what they, uh, Beer Stein, I think, is what they said oh, as a glassware. Oh, okay. That That would be sense. B- appropriate. Oh, yeah. It says right
2: here, it says, um, pairs with bratwurst, pretzels, and roasted chicken, glassware, either Stein, or I don't know what, does that say mag
1: or Mab? I think it's a German mab, word. Mab, It's like those big, like, giant, like, jugs, isn't it? Oh, okay. Does it have a picture of it?
2: It has a picture of the stein, but maybe yeah. that's also a, a Mab, a mob. I
1: don't know. Mm-hmm. Mab, M-A-B. It looks like the, that glassware that you always see, like, in when movies. You, yeah, yeah.
0: Oktoberfest.
1: Okay, so Prost. I like how this smells. Here we go.
0: Prost. Yes. Prost. Oh. Oh, my God. The only reason I got oh, this is because it's I a like it. right? I, the reason I got this was because um and I got it at Torrance Beer Cellar. Uh was because uh Bertha Glove has said that lagers are the hardest to um to make as far as beers. They're more complicated and more complex but um and then I thought, well, I've never liked a lager except for, <laughs> you know, uh Stella artois, Yeah. But this one is truly amazing. It's super fresh, and I really I can sort of sense the honey.
1: I yeah. I can definitely taste yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I can um, too. There's no pungent smell as as far as like the other lagers that I've tasted, like Tecate and Indio, and you know I forget other. Forget
1: that Tecate is supposed to be a lager. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I mean, all those had that that skunk smell.
1: Oh, but this, really? Yeah, I've never
0: noticed that. Oh, I totally noticed well, that. Well, with, with lagers and pilsners, I hundred percent associate
2: with Corona Bud, all those, and so whenever I think of that, I think, oh, no flavor. So whenever mm-hmm. I get a Pilsner or a Lager that has flavor, like my favorite is the um, Electrolyte at um, at a what do you call it, um, Red Car. Mm -hmm. that is my favorite one and it's so so good and sometimes when i'm feeling like i don't want to have the heaviness of it i'll mix half electrolyte half ipa and it's great wow wow so um this amazingly cold on a hot summer day absolutely but
1: uh, which it counts yes. for us here. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, we're oh in October,
2: God. but it's been in the nineties. <laughs> in
1: the nineties, <90s>, guys. <laughs> two days ago, it was a hundred and two degrees. Oh eight. my oh gosh. gosh! Well, yeah. this is
0: a definitely an appropriate beer for that because mm-hmm. it's crisp. It's super fresh. It's super refreshing. Um, the smell is amazing. I, I, I actually want more. I <laughs> it's very very good. It's I really good. enjoy it a lot. Uh-huh. I would a hundred percent
2: buy, like a four pack six pack and just enjoy it like on a out with friends barbecue or whatever and i don't feel like it would stay heavy in my stomach not at all it's super it's light only
1: 5.5 abv yep.
2: you well know. i mean 5.5 if you drink enough of them, it's oh yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it'll hit you but, but definitely the quality of this the ingredients and the quality in the way it's it's executed is amazing i i I stand corrected on lagers for sure. I I was definitely set against them for a long time, but this one is really really impressive. It's very flavorful. I
1: I can taste the honey. I can I love the kind of toasted nuts oh, taste yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. with it as well. Oh, like, I don't taste that. Yeah, it's like I it's mm, really subtle. How do I, I it?
2: love my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um You know how when you eat peanuts and there's usually an aftertaste mm-hmm. of the peanut. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds me mm. of. Yeah, and it's just like it's good. I like it.
2: All right. So, are we ready to rate it on our scale from one to five, yes. where one is a flaccid, and uh, two is a uh, what is up to a partial? And No, initial, three is partial, four is full, and five out of five is rigid with a six out of five being a Super
0: Saiyan. Mm -hmm. Um, What say ye, Sarah? (laughs) You know, I'm really surprised. I'm damn near shocked. Really? I love this so much. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go rigid on this. Okay. Yeah, this one's really, really impressive. It, It impressed me. The smell is... There is no skunk smell. The taste—I've never aftertaste. noticed that in a lager
2: before. That's yeah. funny.
0: I'm about to pay attention. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 This is this is
1: so crisp. I I love it. Nice, Jen. I really enjoyed it. Um, um we'll see. I, I, I'm still getting familiar with different beer types and stuff like that. So, it was, like I said, I didn't know that was a lager. I mean, we <laughs> have
2: been a hundred percent heavy on IPAs and porters and yes uh, and, stout. and stouts, stouts yeah. yeah so um i'm actually really um e- excited that we're venturing out and trying mm. uh, <laughs> excuse me especially right now um mm. it's coinciding with the fact that i'm like oh my tummy can't handle ipas right now yeah, yeah i mean sometimes
0: like you said i'm um, like you guys say uh, eating wi- while drinking this is definitely something yes, i can eat yes. Yeah, yes. while drinking and mm-hmm. i could totally eat some chicken or pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, definitely. Um, usually I hate the fact that I can't eat while drinking. And this one, I believe, would is open to that. For okay. sure. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, I might give it a four out of five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Which is a full.
2: Yes, so Mm -hmm. a full. So this is Kristen. And like I said, I really am enjoying Pilsners and Lagers right now. And I really enjoy this flavor. It's very light. It's very refreshing. But it's also very tasty and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uh, full flavored, which you don't get a lot of times when you are drinking Lagers or Pilsners that are like the norm that you get at bars from draft. Mm -hmm. Um, So a craft Lager or Pilsner, really is something that you should try because they are so flavorful. So I also am going to give it a 4 out of 5. I'm giving it a full. Um... And uh, I I would highly recommend it. Sadly, you can only get it September through October from this one brewery. But definitely go outside your box if you're an IPA drinker and try um, some of these loggers out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: follow them, um, I believe, on Facebook and Instagram. They'll post when these are available. And actually, uh, I saw on their website that 310 carries these. Oh, uh, uh-huh. uh, 310, the liquor store um, in Torrance and also Torrance Beer Cellar. Nice. So, around this time, just go ahead and check it out. Um, what is your rating? Did you... I did. I yeah. rated a 4 out of 5. She so sorry. <laughs> I, was taking, I was taking a picture of the beer and I got distracted. And uh,
2: I'm telling you, it, it's a 5.5, five, but I already feel it a little bit. So, yeah. I, would not, yeah. I would not discount uh, a 5.5 five lager. I mean, that's, that's pretty substantial. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: And I haven't eaten anything, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I get get that.
0: That was our beer (laughs) rating. All right, guys. And now it's time for our book review. What are we reviewing today? So, today we have with us a book that
2: is actually a book. Book from DC, uh, mm-hmm. a big two book. DC. And it is a new, brand new imprint. Ooh. It oh, it is the yes. very first book of their brand new imprint called DC Inc. And DC Inc. is. Um, The imprint that DC created um, of comics that is focused on reimagining famous and beloved DC characters for an audience specifically of young adults who might not otherwise be accustomed to reading comics at all. So this imprint is specifically created as a like doorway into comics for um, for young adults. Mm -hmm. So the very first one that was released is called Teen Titans Raven, and it's written by Cami Garcia, which if you are a YA enthusiast at all, you know her name because she um, is the writer of um, of the books. uh, What was it? The Beautiful, Beautiful Creatures. Beautiful Creatures. Yes. So
0: which was turned into a movie. Yes. Uh huh. Which I watch whenever I can. I've never seen it. Really. I don't know why. I love... I just love it. Go ahead. I will, continue. Yeah. <laughs> and she has um, uh, a
2: newer book um, called... She's a New York Times best-selling author, first of all. She was a teacher first for 15 years wow. before she became an author. And it was on a dare. It was oh, on a wow. dare from some of her students. Yep. there was like... You know, I mean, I guess they're like, I bet you can't. Or, mm. or we dare you to or whatever. And the cool mm. thing about her is that... Um, she actually utilized those students who dared her to do this as kind of like her sounding board, and they they would read the like chapters as they were created and wow. give their feedback. And these mm-hmm. these were teen I'm assuming girls, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if they were all girls or not. But these were teenagers, and she is also co-founder of um of uh, what is it? Y'all West is the one here on the west coast, but Y'all something. It, it's a young adult. Um, convention that happens on the East Coast, and there is a West Coast counterpart here in Santa Monica, actually oh, called wow. Y'all West, and she mm-hmm. co-founded it with Margaret Stoll.
0: Wow, that's wow. incredible! Yes. That is really so. Cool. She's done a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how. how Rick- old is she? <laughs> <laughs> that's how Rick. Rarity she's actually our, our, my modern. age.
2: Oh my <laughs> so I'm I'm like severely slacking in life. <laughs> oh my god! No, you're not. <laughs> So, Teen Titans Raven is about um, Raven Roth, who, as you know, uh, is um, it. it I mean, that's her name. That's her character name, Raven. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, most people would actually probably know the character from the like Teen Titans. Um, oh yes. go mm-hmm. cartoon. Yeah. Like uh, I think that that's where she really got her um, her popularity. I think all the Teen Titans got their popularity from from um, people who
1: don't read comics from that cartoon. Mm-hmm. Well, Teen Titans, the uh, like. Two thousand and three, Runish, and then Teen Titans Go mm-hmm. as well. So the modern equivalent, yeah, is from Teen Titans Go, and it is a retelling of yes. her origin story. And um, um, so I actually it didn't click that Cami, Cami Garcia. Was um, uh, well, first of all, she's uh Latinx, mm-hmm. uh, and so is the artist, yes. for this book as well, which is one of the reasons we chose it. It's also been quite a while since we last did, uh, maybe a big two, a big yeah. two book, mm-hmm. uh, and one that, uh, because the, the both both creators on this uh on this book are Latinx, but it's very much focuses on a non-Latinx character mm-hmm. who is Raven, who's mm-hmm. very well known and stuff like that. And I know I certainly loved Raven when I was a kid because she was goth. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Um, um, but this was, uh, one of the reasons we chose it was because it was that. Uh, and the fact that this is how r- representation can work in comic books. Mm-hmm. Not ex- not necessarily, well, having a la- uh, Latinx Uh, character is nice i love america chavez and um um, and all that and that does matter this also matters as well Mm -hmm. who's writing the stories and how can they be relatable as well uh the book itself i really enjoyed i Mm -hmm. enjoyed this re this retelling of raven um um, and it was pretty good especially it's um uh, their imprint dc ink uh which is to be more accessible and stuff like that but um um but I it very much read like a YA story. Yes, and it definitely did. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I'll just go over for those of you who um, are kind of new to maybe DC characters or don't know who Raven is. The back of the book actually um, gives a little synopsis of the story. It says, when a tragic accident takes the life of 17 year old Raven Ross, foster mom and Raven's memory, she moves to New Orleans to recover and finish her senior year of high school. Starting over isn't easy. Raven remembers everyday stuff like how to solve math equations and make pasta, but she can't remember her favorite song or who she was before the accident. And when impossible things start happening, Raven begins to think it might even be better not to know who she was before. But as she grows closer to her new friends, her foster sister Max and Tommy Torres, a guy who accepts her for who she is now, Raven has to decide if she's ready to face what's buried in the past and the darkness building inside of her.
0: Ooh, kukui. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, this is Sarah. I got introduced with, to Raven as a character in the DC animated movie Justice League versus Teen Titans. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was introduced to the character. I didn't read her on the comic page, but um, I really like her character. Um, her amnesia makes it interesting throughout mm-hmm. the book, and I really love the art. And then there are some spaced pa- pages in where it's in color. Yes. Those really stand out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how they capture um a young audience i i love uh the little shirts with like like uh stuff on them like uh what is it called you're breathing my oxygen or oh yeah <laughs> uh, they're, uh, uh black is my uh, happy color Yeah, i mean yeah. Th- those little quips are really cute um i like the development of her little love story too mm-hmm. um and the kind of the mysterious notions behind uh, what her mom didn't tell her before she passed. Mm-hmm. like, And they kind of lead us into this kind of mystery, kind of like questioning, like what's going on? And I really like that.
2: And for people who are new to the mm-hmm. character and don't know her past and don't know her origin story, I think it does a good Um, job of intriguing those readers and giving them just enough information to propel the story forward and to um, also get them interested to continue to read. Um, And for those of you who don't, No, I mean, I guess it can't be a spoiler if it's it's already out there. It's out there. But Raven is known to be half demon. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes.
2: And you see in this book um, how that part of her is basically trying to take over. But because she doesn't remember and doesn't really know what's going on, um, the uh, the demon is having an easier time kind of taking that control. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so it's actually really a very good story in that we have that going on and her memory loss and the demon and all this stuff. But just as important and just as compelling is the whole teenage angst, like... I like this boy. Is he telling me the truth? Uh-huh. Um, th- I can read th- there's people's There's mean thoughts. girls at school yes. that are yeah. are um,
0: bullying, me. bullying
2: me. I mean, there's a lot of other like YA staples
0: in this as, in this book. And as a matter mm. of fact, it's like uh, she's going to a new high school. So yeah, uh-huh. uh, so there's that. Shadow water. Yep, it's totally. every teenager's worst nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's like, yeah. That's pretty much yeah. Uh, So I really enjoyed it. The art, I super enjoyed it. And there is a super intriguing
2: secret. We don't really know what is going on, but we are kind of teased and promised a resolution if we continue reading um, the the further books that come out. Mm -hmm. But there is... uh, Slade Wilson, Deathstroke, is actually in this book as
1: well, mm-hmm. and I believe um, uh, Amanda Waller's name. Oh yes, she mentioned. did come up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well. And little Easter eggs, uh, yes, little Easter eggs. Um, uh, and it was funny how they decided to phrase that because it made it sound like Amanda Waller and Slade Wilson were married. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, just Mm. like, like. Well, maybe in these books they were. Who knows? Because it is a reimagining of it. Uh, You mentioned the coloring. I love the artwork for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, the coloring kind of didn't make sense to me. Really? Because I think it would have been more impactful if they had, as she slowly remembered uh, stuff, for the pages to gain more color. Yeah. Whereas here it was kind of sporadic. Uh, It was just like, "I'll, I'll decide that she has color now. (laughs) <laughs> or like because yeah. the, the only consistent person who has color throughout the book is Raven mm-hmm. um, um, and stuff like that and sometimes you see some of the other ones but it was just like it, uh, it would have been more poignant if the book became more colorful as she remembered more uh, you got a point and Definitely. so that I, that would have been but it, it's good I love uh the artwork. And it's, uh, the artwork is by Gabriel Piccolo, who is a Brazilian artist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he is based in Sao Paulo. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's done other stuff for comic books. Uh, another thing that I want to complain is that this isn't Cami's first comic. And you can tell because it flows so well. Oh, Where yeah. Where has she done we... before? Well, in here it says that she's done... um. um her other works include uh, X-Files Origins, Agents of Chaos, uh, and Why Contemporary Novels. I, or was, was that a book? Because I remember X-Files Origins was, uh, was a comic book as well. Yeah, it just... On the back, mm. it actually says that this is
2: first-time graphic novel artist Gabriel Piccolo. So this is his first graphic, mm. but it doesn't say anything about Cammy's being
1: uh, okay. I one I th- or not. I think I might have assumed... Uh, Kemi Soul Series Legion includes Unbreakable.
2: But there is a, um, when she is giving her thanks, Mm -hmm. um, her dedication says, thank uh, for Nick who encouraged me to write a graphic novel. So that makes it
1: sound like it was her first. That is true. So it, uh, maybe it's just that she, oh yeah, and it says,
2: and for, Oh, no, no. It just says for Stella who loved Raven first.
1: Uh-huh. No. So so maybe she's just familiar enough that she knows how a script works and stuff like that. Or maybe, again, she ran it through somebody and they helped her out. But it flowed very well. Yeah. And that's just the thing is that with a lot of uh, like prose novel or like book authors to comic books is that they can get really wordy. Yes, definitely. this was never really wordy. It might be because it's the YA subject and Mm -hmm. she's probably familiar with like, all right, make it like, not simple, but prompt. Yeah. Like uh, make it flow better, especially for a comic book. And I really enjoyed that about that.
2: uh, Yeah. I didn't feel like it was um, like overbearing with with any kind of exposition or anything like I do sometimes with um, other novel to graphic novel Mm -hmm. creators. Um, And... Um, the cool thing that I actually am looking forward to is the fact that this is the first of many in this Teen Titans series. Mm-hmm. And in back of this book, we actually get a sneak preview of the next book that is to come, which is Teen Titans Beast Boy, which will also Beast be written Boy. by Cami Garcia and illustrated by the same creator, oh. Ila Gabriel Piccolo. Really? So um, it's actually going to be each of the Teen Titans will be having their individual DC Inc. books and then it will all culminate in the the end in a Teen Titans book. That's awesome. Yes, mm-hmm. so I'm really looking forward to following this series. I really enjoyed this uh, this Raven series, and I really enjoy Raven. I don't know much about any of the Teen Titans characters at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- even though it's a reimagining, um, it's kind of my first introduction. I've read two Raven books, but I really feel like they... I have I haven't from the two books I read haven't really gotten a good feel of who she is as a character. Mm, mm-hmm. So um, and mm. uh, I I was reading an interview with Cami who actually said that she was able to she she was able to speak with um, I think it was Marv Wolfman. Well, Marv, Wolfman, yeah, yeah. Um, about if there was any like um, words of advice he gave her or if there was something she absolutely should not do with this character mm-hmm. since it was partly his and. Um, he was like, no, just. I mean, my advice is to do what feels right for you. Mm-hmm. And um, little side note, uh, Raven was originally created by Marv Wolfman and Latin X creator
0: George Perez. George Perez. Perez. Oh, yeah. nice. That's a nice little tidbit. Yes. Yes. I, and a word. And a shout out to the letter because I really appreciate um, the different dialogue bubbles. To uh, sometimes her. Verbal dialogue, sometimes our internal yes, dialogue, yes. and also the demon—the demon speaking. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. So I mean, I really like that because you can really differentiate. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, of course, uh, the perf- person speaking behind the dialogue bu- bubbles are totally different people. But um, I really enjoyed that visual where you can like i don't know reset your the the tone of voice that you're going to read it in your mind with. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Um I totally love this. I, I love this um, new imprint DC Ink. I think it's doing a really good job and I would I'm definitely excited about other like Beast Boy um and I know Robin's one and Cyborg mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so this pretty interesting pretty cool stuff. It read really well for me. I really enjoyed it a lot. And the artwork, is it's really clean and beautiful. It, I really love it. There's a lot of detail in the background, like in her room. And, yes, there is. And the mm-hmm. school and stuff like that. So I think that detail uh, speaks volumes sometimes when, you know, you kind of, after reading it, you kind of like look back at the whole paneling. And it's really, really quite wonderful. So as... A 40-something who still to this
1: day reads YA. <laughs> 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 I give it my stamp of approval. <laughs> um, it was nice reading it. I have not read a YA novel in a, in a pretty long time, actually. I've mostly been reading shamelessly fan fiction. Um, uh, <laughs> and um, um, a lot of poetry recently as well. Okay. So, so this, was, uh, this was a nice little break. it was good I liked it alright so are you ready to rate the book yes yeah So this is
2: Kristen, and I am going to give it three conchas. I really enjoyed it a lot. I'm really excited about the imprint. I think that that is, honestly, as a retailer, I think that that it's an ingenious um, marketing ploy on Mm -hmm. DC's Mm -hmm. behalf because Mm -hmm. teenagers and um, preteens are like a demographic that um, they're ripe to pull into um, YA. I mean, YA is like an exploding market out there. I mean, if you looked at the the bestsellers, um, the New York Times bestsellers, there were so many YA books and Raina Telgemeier is like the queen of YA and she had two books on there. Yeah. And so, um, I think it's an ingenious marketing thing for DC but also, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it gets younger readers into um, comic book reading, into um, libraries and, and LCSs and reading comics because um, that's the only way that the industry is going to be able to thrive.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I 100%. Agree. Yes, and I also agree that it's going to just for me is the rating that I would give it. Um, I I really like this character. It reminds me a lot of myself in high school. (laughs) But without the powers. Uh Um, But yes, imagining that I had those powers. I wanted her prom outfit. (laughs) So cute. Her dress Uh was so
1: awesome and then she added the little jacket and her combat
0: boots. So
1: cute. It was really nice. Um, I really enjoyed this book. However, the coloring actually really bothered me. Mm. uh, A lot... uh, So I'm going to give it two and a half conchas simply because uh, in in just looking at the little snippet of what Beast Boy is going to be and just how much more coloring that has, Mm. it looks... He's obviously not a bad colorist. Yeah. yeah no. so well, he's not different? the
2: colorist. The oh. colorist is David Calderon. David Calderon. Uh-huh. Oh, even
1: the colorist is Latinx. Nice. I'm assuming, yeah. Oh, okay. So then maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe it was a different colorist for this one or for...
2: No, the the or, co- no uh-huh. the David Calderon is the colorist for Raven. Oh, okay. I'm not sure who the colorist for Beast Boy is because they only... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same
1: guy same guy yeah same guy okay so maybe they thought it would be more apt with Raven to have less color more of a watercolor but even looking at the Beast Boy color
2: if you see the palette is more green hues Uh because that's Beast Boy green Uh and here and Ravens are more dark gray purple Mm -hmm. I think they were going for like trying to stay with, like, quote-unquote character colors Mm -hmm. in the background. I don't know. I really enjoyed the coloring. Mm -hmm. There was no rhyme and reason to it. For me, like in mm-hmm. some and ca- some comics, you can see like if there's anger being portrayed, like the background turns red or something. Mm-hmm. There was no nothing like mm-hmm. I, it didn't make sense to me. I just liked it aesthetically.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I did, I did,
1: li- I do like it aesthetically too because there's definitely like a lot of lavender going on and yeah. purples and stuff like that. I just feel that they could have done better mm-hmm. uh, with that, or it could have been like more more thematic to her and recovering. And like, yeah. it, another thing is this place. This takes place in New Orleans. I. And I actually really loved that part yeah and i i love that too but new orleans is very colorful yes and so i would have i would have enjoyed seeing that as well uh so right now that two and a half
0: conchas Mm -hmm. but i really did enjoy it okay Mm -hmm. all right well that was the rating of this book thank you guys All right, guys, now it's time for On My Radar, and I am bringing you On My Radar this time. Um, there's only one week remaining of the Hot Cheetos pre-order special for 15. the definitive bilingual edition from Fanbase Press. The pre-order is, um, you have to pre-order before November 1st to receive the discounted price of $34.99, um, an exclusive signed print, and a limited edition pin. You can pre- pre-order this on at www.fanbasepress.com or www.quincecomic.com. So the news was released on the 12th of October, 13th of October, that Fanbase Press has decided to print a hardcover large edition of Quince, both in English and Spanish. And also I think there is a letter um, from Jaime Hernández, I believe, or no, I think there's fan
2: art. Fan art in the back, yeah. Yes, and then he's one of the creators that I think contributed,
0: and also a letter. Uh, from the creator uh, Sebastian Kidlegic. so Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to pre-order mine Mm -hmm. and for those of us who might be living under a rock tell (laughs) us a little synopsis about what Kinse is about Sarah (laughs) (laughs) well Kinse if you guys haven't heard that I talk about it at nauseum here (laughs) on the podcast (laughs) is about a young girl that is going to turn 15 and she gets superpowers when she turns 15 for one whole year. And the cool thing is that uh, it skips a generation, so her grandmother is her trainer. So she's, uh, she's the one who trains Quince uh, or Q um, to, or Lupe in order to use her powers for good. So she only has them for one year, and the cool thing is like there's a lot of teen angst as well in this comic book, and there's yes. a lot of family-oriented uh, storyline going on as well. And uh, she loves hot Cheetos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have forgotten that about that. I'm like, why do they name it the
0: Hot Cheetos Special? <laughs> yeah, no, she she while she's training, she's like, that's right. I'd rather eat hot Cheetos. Yeah, and you're like no, you have to train. So and that. There's a beautiful relationship that uh, that is established, and you can see with her and her grandmother. It's really quite a beautiful book, a beautiful um, representation of our culture. Um, and I really love the fact that they decided to print it out in Spanish because now I can share it with a lot of people. I actually want to get one for uh, my dad's um wife my stepmom she doesn't speak english but i think she would because they don't understand this whole comic thing that i do so (laughs) i'm like dad you know i'm doing something good i think like and he's like whatever tus cosas (laughs) but (laughs) but this way it'll be like a nice introduction to what i have been doing with you guys for so long so i'm very excited about this Mm -hmm. and that's what's on my radar awesome nice (laughs) And now it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. Kristen, what do you have for us today? So
2: today I have for you a convention that will be happening next year in March. So there's plenty of time if you're interested in going. Um, And it will be happening in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And this convention is called the Indigenous uh, it, Indigipop X. And it is the world's premier gathering for indigenous nerds and all things indigenous pop culture. I heard you talking about this before. Yeah. This is so cool. So I think in the past we had talked about it, but it had already passed or it was like coming too quickly or whatever. But now I'm giving you enough uh, information. Uh, time in advance to um to make your plans to attend it to um if you are if you consider yourself indigenous to um apply to be a, an exhibitor or a creator um, i feel like it sounds so cool and it it's actually um a group of marginalized people that you don't really hear a lot about um, in the comic book industry. So they're doing definitely a a service for that community and for the fans of um, from for any of those creators. So um, it is going to be March 25th through 29th in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And you can actually, they have an indigenous comic con festival facebook page and uh i'm not sure if there is a i'm looking to see if there's a a um yes there is a website you can go to indigi pop x so that's i n d i g i p o p x dot And it has all the information there of uh, creators and retailers and people who will be there that weekend and also information about the expo and... um, uh the different events that will be happening over the week. So, again, you can go to indigipopx.com. And um, actually, it very first started in
0: 2016. So they're oh. not that old. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so... Yeah. It's um, i been
1: going on for like three years.
0: I think I won... I think it was the Long Beach Comic Expo where I saw this uh, kind of indigenous uh, cosplay of um, Captain America... Oh, and I thought yeah. it was it was nice. sensational. Yes, so I've there's seen definitely, those. Yeah. yeah, there's just definitely fans out there, and I'm glad that this con is representing uh, this uh, group of people. And I mean, if I could go, I would definitely go. Yeah, it says their goal was to create an event that would showcase the incredible work
2: that Native and Indigenous creators in the world uh, in the world of pop culture. So. Um, I mean, on the website itself, there's just so much information. They have a program, they have exhibits, they have a festival. So it's definitely worth checking out whether you're from Albuquerque or you want to make a trip to Albuquerque. I've never been to New Mexico, but this seems like a great Mm -hmm. reason to go.
0: Oh, absolutely. All right, guys, it's time for Saludos. And today, I think I want to say hello to La Voz de Mayo team Tata Rambo. Thanks for all your support out there, listeners, because they reached their goal at (gasps) sixty-five hours. Yes, Yes, yes. amazing. Yeah, sixty-five hours till the till the end till the end, and they reached their goal by then. Um, This is on the Kickstarter for issue number three. Uh, You guys made this happen. I know out there the listeners. Um, have contributed, I'm sure, because we talk a lot about Mm -hmm. them. We had Henry on our podcast. um, And Gonzo. And Gonzo. Oh, yeah, that's right. He He uh, he called in. Yeah, he called in. Um, So congratulations to La Voz de Mayo team, Henry Barajas, Jay Gonzo, Claire Napier, and Bernardo Bryce. Congratulations, guys. You guys did it. Nice. And other news is... Uh, I was going to say, and they have a
2: graphic novel coming out. Yes. mm -hmm. When is it coming out again? Um, You know what? I don't
0: know when the actual release date is. Um, I know they already have been putting up pictures of them already printed out, Mm -hmm. but I think the release date isn't set until sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. But look for that at your local comic book store. Order it. Yes. It's it's uh, through Image. Through Image Comics. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they are published by Image, guys. Isn't that awesome? Mm Mm-hmm. That is super cool. So, that saludos. Awesome. Saludos, guys. You guys made it. You guys did it. We're so proud of you. <laughs> so, that brings us to the end of our episode. Where
2: can they find us, girls? You can always find us on Facebook at Comic Comadres and on
1: Instagram at y Comics. And you can find us at Twitter on at
0: Comic Comadres. Uh, You can also follow us on Snapchat at Comadresi Comics. Uh, We try to highlight all the events and cool stuff. Uh, We also have the link to listen to our episodes once they come up. Also, you can email us directly to comadresicomics at gmail.com. Um, any other places they can find us I think that was it I think that's it we're on Spotify I mean if you're listening well, to yeah. us you guys, <laughs> if you're listening to us you guys know where to find us but thank you so much for all your support we have been your hosts I'm Sarah I'm Kristen and I'm Jen bye guys bye, bye.
1: bye.